So while I do talk about having some sense of what you're looking for and what defines a good client, I'm also realistic and aware that a good client is just a good client, no different than a good friend is a good friend. And sometimes there isn't a checklist to make that happen. Welcome to Gentle Frog's Bookkeeping Lilypad, your cozy corner of the podcasting world, where numbers tell a story and bookkeeping blossoms into an adventure. My name is Rachel Barnett, and I'm glad you're here. This podcast is for bookkeepers who enjoy authentic, unfiltered, and always encouraging friend to talk shop with. We will be discussing what it's like to own and operate a small bookkeeping business. Hello and welcome. In this episode, I want to talk about the question, how to find good clients. Bookkeepers will often approach me and ask, how do I find good clients? I have three questions for you. I want to ask you, what is your definition of a good client? What have you already tried? And how can someone who doesn't know you find you? Let's go through those in a little more detail. When somebody says they want a good client, I need to know what is their definition of a good client? Yesterday, I was on a call with a potential client in Canada. We were talking about what I can and cannot teach him within QuickBooks. He asked me what my version of an ideal client was. I said it's an American business. The reason I said this is that I'm not comfortable helping people navigate sales tax within the Canadian system. It's not good or bad, it's just different. And there's nuances that I'm not familiar with or comfortable with, and I don't want to steer someone wrong. Even more so in the case of this person where he had gone through an audit, he owes CRA a bunch of money and he wants to make sure that he's doing everything correct. His question really wasn't, what is a good client in terms of what country they're in? His question was more, what is it that you do for people? What is the thing you enjoy doing the most? Once we clarified that, I was able to explain my version of what is a good client. And really, if you're curious, an ideal client for me is somebody that wants to take charge and learn their bookkeeping and their QuickBooks. Now, an ideal client for Megan, the bookkeeper on my team, is a nice client who wants her to do the bookkeeping for them. Within our office, we each have our own preferences of what ideal means. So I'm going to bring it back to the original question. What are good clients? When I think about this, I'm thinking... What services do you want to offer to your client? Is a good client someone that wants you to do full charge bookkeeping, AR, AP, the whole shebang? Or is a good client someone with a nice personality that just wants you to do after the fact? What about the size of the business? Do you prefer working with a large business where you're working not with the owner, but instead with a manager, maybe a virtual assistant or an administrative assistant? Do you prefer a small business where you're definitely working with the owner speaking directly to them, to their needs. Once you identify kind of the size and the management structure, who you're going to be communicating with, the next thing I would think about is what services are you offering? You could offer simple stuff like after the fact bookkeeping. You could offer full service where you're recording the accounts payable and the accounts receivable and and helping people follow up on those things. You could be offering a bit more. It doesn't matter what you want to offer. What matters is, can you articulate what your ideal client looks like? What are they hiring you to do? And more than that, what are they not hiring you to do? What about industry? Are there any industries you really love working in or any industries you really don't love working in? For example, I really don't like e-commerce. If I get a lead for an e-commerce client, I send them over to Mavency. Veronica Wasek, she can help you. This is her jam. This is not my jam. If I get a lead for a service-based business or a creative business, then I'm all over it. 
It's often a personality type that Megan and I enjoy. And it's also bookkeeping that we know that we enjoy. The next thing I want to ask is I want to ask them what they've tried. Oftentimes when I talk to people, they're asking, oh, where do I find these clients? I've set up a Facebook page. I set up an Upwork profile and and I've told all my friends about it and nobody is beating down my door to hire me. I think that's useful, but I think that there's more to it. I don't think there's a one size fits all formula, but I do think you need to reach out and be proactive and do more than just casually posting to your friends and family Facebook. I have a different podcast episode where I've talked about different things that I've tried for marketing. You're more than welcome to go listen to it. It boils down to, I put out a lot of information, a lot of content, and I talk to a lot of people. I never talk to people in those weird salesy, let's get to know each other and see how we can refer business to each other. I talk to people human to human. Like, what are you doing? How are you doing? What's new? What software do you love? I have the advantage of being able to talk to people because I spend so much time training and coaching and just facilitating different online groups. If you're not sure what to try, really, I'll, I'll give you ideas and advice periodically in this podcast, but honest to Pete, there's just so many things and nobody knows the thing that's going to work for you. You just need to go out there and try things and try them over and over again. I have a YouTube channel and some of you may be watching this podcast on the YouTube channel. It took more than a year before I got my first lead from that YouTube channel. I'm now getting leads consistently, but it took a very long time. Like I was sweating it. The same thing with my blog. I have a blog where my YouTube videos are rewritten into how-to tutorials. Thank you, Jess. It took more than a year, well over 50, maybe 75 blog posts before anybody really found them. And now that people are finding them, it's working for me and I'm thankful for it. When I was still living in the US, I had a ProAdvisor profile and like 150 reviews on that thing. I got a ton of leads off of it because I was in a location, Seattle, that had a bunch of people who choose to look at the ProAdvisor listing. I have friends who live in other cities and people just don't look at the ProAdvisor profile. So what worked for me may not work for you. The last thing that comes to mind is how can someone who doesn't know you find you? I talk to people who don't have a website and that's fine. That's their decision. But it makes me wonder, how are their clients going to find them? When I'm looking for something or someone, most recently an electrician, I'm not checking Facebook. I'm not looking to see if there's a Facebook page for an electrician near me. I'm going to Google and I'm searching electricians nearby. I'm looking at online reviews. The same thing is true for restaurants. I'm not looking on Facebook or Instagram for it. I'm looking on Google. I would encourage you, if you don't have a website, to make a website, even if it's a super simple drag and drop, you know, like Wix or something similar, just have something up there so people can find you. People who are old like me and who are not looking on social media for our providers. One other thing that I would recommend is to get a Google My Business listing. It will allow you to identify the geographic area that you serve. Mine covers all of the US, so it's just a big blob across the US. I'm so thankful for all of the good clients that I have found over the years. If I were to make a list of all of the good clients and all of their characteristics, it would be all over the board. So while I do talk about having some sense of what you're looking for and what defines a good client, I'm also realistic and aware that a good client is just a good client, no different than a good friend is a good friend. And sometimes there isn't a checklist to make that happen. 
But if you're ever asking someone like me, how do I find a good client? Please be more specific and tell me what you're looking for. Tell me that you're looking for restaurants that need bookkeepers or you're looking for clients that want to grow and they need advisory and CFO services. Give me and anybody else you're talking to something to latch on to so they remember you and what you're looking for. And please don't make it the same thing that everybody else says. I'm looking for small businesses or I'm looking for a small service-based business. Like those are nice and that's absolutely the sort of thing that I say, but it makes it very difficult to stand out from the crowd and to stand out in someone's brain as a person they want to remember and say, oh, I need to refer this to so-and-so because they're looking for whatever. I hope this has been valuable. I am very, very curious. How do you define a good client? What are you looking for? Like, seriously, tell me, tell the world. And if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I'm starting my bookkeeping business, how do I find good clients? What do you tell them? I would love to have a discussion about this. I don't think it needs to be just my version of what someone should do or someone should think about. This is absolutely the sort of thing we could have a discussion on Facebook about. You can find me on Facebook at General Frog's Bookkeeping Lilypad, the community group, or you can go to gentlefrog.com forward slash bookkeeping dash lily dash pad. That will take you to my website, which then has a link from a YouTube channel in my Facebook group and so forth. You're always welcome to reach out to me, Rachel at gentlefrog.com. Thanks. And I look forward to chatting soon.